Well, we officially got it. We got undisputed versus undisputed as Canelo and Jermel Charlo fought in what turned out to be a complete clinic put on by Canelo Alvarez. The definition of domination was what that fight was with Canelo absolutely dominating Jermel Charlo at 168, a fight in which personally I only gave Charlo one round. I thought he only won one single round the entire fight. The one judge, I believe, gave Charlo one round, and the other two gave Charlo two rounds, and I don't even know where they got the second round. But either way, a complete and utter domination performance by Canelo, who basically said in his performance, I'm back. I'm not going anywhere. People want to say I'm declining. I'm still right here. I'm still the king of 168. Heck, I'm still the king of boxing. That's what I got from the Canelo Alvarez performance, as he made Jermel Charlo look awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm a Jermel Charlo fan, and I got a lot to say about his performance, but I got to give credit where credit is due, man. Canelo Alvarez was incredible in this fight. Everything I had thought, maybe he was kind of falling off. He looks really good in that ring, what he did. I'll talk about what he did more in depth. I'll talk about Charlo's performance, which I got a lot to say about that. But first, this is the Never Drop Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, go ahead, press that subscribe button for me. I got all sorts of boxing content. You're not going to want to miss it, covering fights, all of it. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, go to the Never Drop Podcast on YouTube. Go subscribe, go follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Back to the fight. Canelo Alvarez, man, at 168, he's still the man. We know he's undisputed, right? We know that, obviously, that that was the big thing for this fight. But it was, geez, after the Bivol lost, which, you know, he was daring to be great himself going up to 175 for that fight. But it was like, okay, he's human. Then the lackluster Triple G performance, that was the um third fight of the trilogy where it kind of just looked like two old men fighting one more time for a big payday. And then the John Ryder performance back in May, myself and others thought maybe father time's catching up. And while it wasn't fall off the cliff drop, right? It was it was like, okay, he just hasn't looked the same these last two to three fights. Maybe age, experience, all of this is catching up to him. And the Canelo that we saw in his prime is no more. Which is funny because I mentioned this before, but a Canelo Alvarez who's 90% or 85% of maybe his, what his peak was is still better than most of, most of, if not all, fighters out there. So what he did last night was incredible. I'll talk about it right here. I talked about how Charlo, his game plan, he wanted to move around, create different angles, and try and pick his shots. What Canelo did for 12 rounds is stalk Jermel Charlo. He stalked him everywhere he went. He followed him. Charlo was trying to move left to right, trying to find new angles, and Canelo was in his face. Every time Charlo threw a punch, Canelo was walking through it like it was nothing. He stalked Charlo like he was the predator and Charlo was the prey. It was, Charlo couldn't get away from him. He couldn't find the angles he so desperately wanted to find because Canelo was right there. And Canelo's left hook, that left hook threw off everything Charlo wanted to do. Charlo got hit with that left hook a couple times and never threw his right hand again. He barely threw the right hand because he was afraid of a counter left hook, which Canelo was throwing so much power on. Charlo had a few good left hooks himself, but Charlo stopped throwing his right hand because Canelo's left hook was quick and it was powerful. I think him being at 168, it's no question. 168 is Canelo's weight and he looked incredible in the fight. He Physically, 
He looked really good. It didn't look like he was pushing too much going to one, like he did potentially going to 175. He still looks like he's in his prime and everything at 168 has to run through Canelo. I can't speak to how great Canelo's uh, fight was, how well he executed his game plan. He did was incredible. It was such a one-sided showing and you could tell. You could tell from the first round, and this is where I'll kind of transition into my take of Jamel Charlo in this fight. You could tell in that first round, a round where each fighter had only thrown one punch, that Charlo was there to survive. I, I said it to my friend who I was watching the fight with, this could get ugly. Because that first round, if you throw a couple more punches, you have a chance to win a round, and that's what Charlo needed to do. Charlo needed to win rounds because he was going to win by decision if he was going to win, right? He wasn't going to knock Canelo out, so you need to pick up rounds. And in a round where each of them barely threw, Charlo was scared to throw. Charlo was terrified to throw. And he didn't, it looked like he was just there to survive, which as the fight went on, that's what happened. See, the first three rounds, Charlo did nothing. He virtually did nothing. And I think those three rounds might have been the cause. His long stint out of the ring, I believe 16 months was it. So I think those three rounds, the first three kind of, he was trying to get acclimated. Okay, I haven't been in here a while. This is a huge moment. I think those first three rounds, he just ha hadn't been in the ring in a while. Come the fourth, the fifth, he had some solid rounds. He did. But when Charlo was fighting, he had moments. He didn't have entire rounds. He had a moment or two where he had some nice... He, he connected on some nice punches that for a second, Canelo was like, oh, okay, I, I still remember. He does have a little bit of power. But they were just... They were few and far between his moments and he couldn't string them together to win rounds. And a part of the reason he wasn't trying to string them or couldn't string them together was because he was afraid to throw. I believe he felt Canelo's power to start the fight and realized, yeah, I I, 168 might not be it. Heck, he might have even realized this week, yeah, I don't think 168 is the weight. Because even in the post-fight, he said, I'm going back to 154. This truly, for me, looked like a payday opportunity for Charlo, which we all knew, hey, you go get a Canelo payday, I understand. But it, it didn't even look like the same Jermel Charlo that we've seen throughout these years. And that's what makes me so frustrated. Everything Charlo's done to get to this point, he did not do. He didn't throw his right hand. He, he didn't throw combos. He just jabbed and he got hit. He went down in the seventh. He took a knee, which truthfully is actually the smart play because he was so behind in the points. It allowed him to buy time in case he was going to get a knockout, which he wasn't because he wasn't throwing anything. But it was smart and he was able to survive, which truly I believe that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to survive this fight. A fight in which as the fight got closer, I thought, I think I'm going to give uh, Charlo a better chance to win this fight. He talked, oh, I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. And even if he didn't win, right? Say he still lost, but he put up a heck of a fight. You get all the credit in the world. We had seen in the press conferences, he had the utmost respect for Canelo. And we somewhat understood, okay big fight, you know, he's not going to trash talk, it's Canelo, we know that, he brought that respect into the ring, and he was, it looked like he was scared of Canelo, he was scared and showed him too much respect, he did not fight the way Jermel Charlo fights, he even said in the post-fight interview with Jim Gray, it wasn't me in there, he talked about in the post-fight uh, press conference, hey, at least I didn't get knocked out, and I survived, I'm angry because this truly felt like Charlo walked in that ring saying, let me just try and survive, get this bag, and then I'll go back to 154. I look at other fighters, even if you're outmatched, they they give it their all, right? I did not see that from Charlo. This was not the Charlo 
who I've grown to be a fan of, who I'm excited to watch their fights. And I know people might say, I know some people might label this as hate. Oh, you know, you're not in that ring. It's hard. You're behind a computer or whatever, whatever they want to say. Here, here's a, It's not hate. It's being real. I'm a Jermel uh, Charlo fan. I'm going to watch his next fight. I'm going to watch. I'm going to cover. I'm going to root for him. Right, I'm not I'm not switching because I'm not a Fairweather fan for Charlo. But I'm going to critique because that wasn't the Jamel Charlo that faced Tony Harrison in the rematch. Heck, even in the first fight against Castano, against Erickson Lubin. That was a Jamel Charlo who was there to survive in Vegas on September 30th. And he was just trying not to become a meme and get knocked out. He was trying to get a bag and not get knocked out. And I know that's harsh, but the criticism is, as a Charlo fan, what I expected in this fight did not get met. And I I understand your expectations can't always be met by fighters because sometimes one is just that much greater. But the fact that Charlo didn't even try, it felt like. Watching him fight, it just didn't seem like he was even trying to do things that had gotten him in that position. Again, like you watch the fight against Castano, this rematch, his last fight. Where is that guy? Where was that guy in the ring? I truly believe he was trying to survive. And it's really a disappointment. And as a fan of the sport, you really are like, geez, I, I just paid for that. Like, I wanted to see Jermel Charlo fight his best against Canelo, one of the best. And when I'm saying all of this about Charlo, I don't want to diminish anything Canelo did because what Canelo did was incredible. And part of the reason Charlo wasn't, didn't do what he, Charlo does is because how great Canelo was and stuff that Canelo did to negate what Charlo wanted to do, i.e. the left hand, the stalking him wherever he went. But overall, it was, it was disappointing to see Charlo charlo's performance and the boxing world has noticed terence crawford tweeted after the fight i'm no longer interested in fighting jermel charlo he made canelo spank him like he was his daddy or something along those lines and basically he said in a couple interviews afterwards uh, crawford did he just walked in there with too much respect like i'm saying he didn't do anything that made him jermel charlo right and for charlo to call out Crawford, I understand you want the big fights, and that's I. St I think a Crawford versus Charlo fight at fifty four will be a much better fight than what happened with Canelo at sixty eight. But to call Crawford out after you lost, to me, that's that's crazy. You got to read the room right there. You lost convincingly. You're smiling after you lost, and then you call out the, the the best fighter in the world. Right now, you don't deserve that fight. And I'm a huge Charlo fan, so I want to see that fight, but. I think for Jermel Charlo, what he should do, he's, he's got to fight Tim Zhu or Brian Mendoza. Uh, I believe Brian Mendoza, they're fighting soon. Fight the winner of that. Go back and be undisputed at 154 because now they stripped him of the WBO belt, I believe. So now Tim Zhu has the belt. Go beat Tim Zhu because I assume Zhu will beat Mendoza. Set up Charlo Zhu, which that'll be a great fight. Yeah, it was, it was really disappointing to see Charlo's performance. And I know I'm talking about it here. I'm not in the ring. But as someone who's watched Charlo fights, spent money for Charlo fights, is a fan of him. That's not That wasn't what I expected for him getting in the ring. I expect Charlo you know, to fight with emotion, put it all out there. And sadly, I don't believe that's what happened. But back to Canelo, man. He fought an incredible fight. The most props to Canelo. I had doubted him. Or at least, I hadn't doubted him in this fight. I doubted he wasn't the same. He looked the same. He looked like how Canelo has always looked. So, the most props to him. Remember, he's on a three-fight deal with PBC. That was the first fight. He, I believe he said, fighting around Cinco de Mayo, it's time to make the fight. And when I say the fight, 
It's David Benavidez. Let Benavidez get through Demetrius Andrade, who that that fight that fight's rumored to be happening in November, potentially in San Antonio. So watch out if it is in Texas. I might be attending, so watch out for coverage for that. But I'll be covering it no matter what, where it is. Benavidez gets through Boo Boo. We got to set up at 168 Canelo versus Benavidez. Canelo proved he is still fighting at a high level at 168. Benavidez, we've seen him fight at a high level at 168. It's time to make that fight. That's one of the biggest fights in boxing. Benavidez, Canelo at 168. We got to see that happen. So with that happening, Canelo wins and remains undisputed at 168 with a very convincing victory over Jamel Charlo. It'll be interesting to see where both of these fighters go. Again, I believe Charlo, go back to 154, fight Zoo or Mendoza, whoever wins that fight. I think you're going to have to start building your name back up if you're Charlo. A lot of people saw that fight and believe you were in there just to survive. So you got to show your warrior and the fighter that the real boxing fans know, right? You got you to gotta show it to them. For Canelo, we'll see him next year. And I'm really hoping it's David Benavidez because that's, now that's one heck of a fight. I appreciate you if you've been listening. This has been the Never Drop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Press that like button, comment below what you thought about the fight. Who do you want Canelo to fight? Who do you want Charlo to fight next? Let me know. Make sure you subscribe. Follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast. Make sure you follow me on there. I appreciate you listening. That's all I got for you. Peace. I'm out.